0: Hey guys, this is Sean from the Nurse Dose Podcast, and this week we're going to take a look at a staple of the ICU, the arterial blood gas. So, this week's episode I want to keep kind of short. Uh, I don't think anyone really wants to listen to a 30 minute podcast on arterial blood gases. And to be honest, ABGs aren't really too complex unless you start getting into base excess and anion gap and all that jazz. So we're just going to keep it simple for this one. And we're just going to go over some basic interpretation and the causes of the certain conditions that you can discover using an ABG. So if you're unfamiliar with what an ABG actually is, it's an arterial blood gas Um, And that is something that is drawn from the artery of a patient and it's used to determine the patient's blood pH and any imbalances that may be causing a normal pH. And so with the ABG, uh, usually it could be drawn from an RT, a respiratory therapist, or it could be drawn from a nurse. It just depends on your hospital, your setting. Um, A lot of the times we'll have uh, arterial Lines in these patients that need ABGs pretty frequently because nobody likes getting stuck in the artery that often. Um, but yeah, so there are three main components of an ABG when you look at it. When you look at your results, you're going to have your pH, you're going to have your PCO2, and you're going to have your HCO3. So your PACO2 is basically going to be your CO2 level in your blood. Your HCO3 is going to be the uh, bicarb in your blood. So your CO2 is going to be the acid component of your blood, and the HCO3 is going to be the uh, base component. So you can see if one of these goes um, off and the other one kind of stays the same, you'll have some uh, imbalances in the pH, your pH will go up and down. So speaking of that, the normal pH is going to be between 7.35 and 7.45. Anything below 7.35 is considered acidotic. Anything above 7.45 is considered alkalotic. For your PaCO2, the normal ranges is 35 to 45. Anything below 35 is going to be more basic, more alkalotic. Anything above 45 is going to be more acidic. For your bicarb, the normal values is going to be in between 22 and 26. Anything below 22 is going to be more acidotic anything above 26 is going to be more alkalotic. So you can think of this as for the PaCO2. If you have more PaCO2, that's more acid in your blood, the more acidic your blood is going to be. For your bicarb, your HCO3, the more bicarb you have, the more base you have, the more basic your pH is going to be. So when I say basic, um, I know we've all had this chemistry course, but basic is going to be an increased pH. A lot of people think increased pH is going to be more acidic because, you know, it's, it's higher, but no, it's actually the opposite. So the lower your pH, the more acidic it is. Okay. So the first step to an ABG interpretation is actually getting the sample. Um, like I said before, that can be done by an RT with a uh, direct stick, or it can be done by just pulling from a, um, an A line. Um, so once you have that, what we had in our facility is a, um, it's, like, it's almost like an AccuCheck machine, but it's bigger. It's called an iStat. And this you could use to run uh, portable ABGs. It's really nice. You could do it right at the bedside. Um, the other place I worked at, we would have this thing. I think it was called a gym or something like that. But basically, the RT would take it to this machine, and it would take like five minutes or so for the um, result to come back. So once you get your results back, there's basically four steps to interpretation. First one's going to be check your pH. Second is going to be check your PaCO2. Third is going to be check your HCO3 or your bicarb. And then four is you're going to determine if there's imbalance present. So going through this a little bit more slowly, the first thing I do when I get my uh, results is I'll look at the pH. Am I acidotic? Am I normal? Am I alkalotic? That's the first thing that I look at. From there, I'll go to my PaCO2. If I'm acidotic, and my PaCO2 is high, I can tell that the acidosis is probably from the PaCO2. Uh, if it's the opposite way, then I can go and look at my bicarb. So if I look at my bicarb and my bicarb is low, then I can say, okay, well, maybe the acidosis is from the bicarb. And you can also get into all this stuff with um, compensation and if there's partial compensation, full compensation, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, but basically what compensation is, is, is just when the other component tries to compensate for the imbalance to try to bring the pH back to normal. And that's something that you want to see the body do on its own, because that means that, you know, the homeostasis is working and kind of bringing things back to normal. So back to our PaCO2 and our bicarb, if you have abnormalities in either, so if you have abnormality in the PACO2, it's most likely going to be related to a respiratory issue. And if you have an imbalance with your bicarb, it's going to be a metabolic issue usually. So you can, that's, that's kind of the first thing that I see. Like I see which one of my two components, the PACO2 or the bicarb, if those have an imbalance, then I can say like, okay, so the bicarb is abnormally high and my pH is high as well. So that means that I have metabolic alkalosis. So once again, I'll just restate that real quick. So if you have any imbalance with your PACO2, it's going to be uh, respiratory related. If you have any imbalance with your HCO3, then it's going to be metabolic related. So now that we got the basic gist of how to interpret these ABGs, we're going to go over the four possibilities that you have for um, a result. And this is taking out any compensation, full, partial, all that. So this is just the four basic things. So you're going to have respiratory acidosis, respiratory alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, and metabolic alkalosis. Now, we'll go over these real quick and just say the causes of each one of these things. So, your respiratory acidosis is going to involve a decreased pH and an increased PaCO2. Something that can cause this can be anything that slows down your breathing rate or decreases your tidal volume. And this could be stuff like overdose, COPD, cardiac arrest, or um, ARDS. So, your next one, you're going to have respiratory alkalosis. This is going to be an increased pH and decreased PaCO2. So the cause for this can be anything that increases your respiratory rate or increases your tidal volume. And um, that can include anxiety, like people having anxiety attacks. That's why they have them breathe into a bag um, to kind of increase their CO2. Um, And it can also be caused from an under-sedated patient uh, that is on the ventilator. So you would want to increase your um, sedation in patients like these that have respiratory Alkalosis. Your next one is going to be metabolic acidosis. This is going to be a decreased pH, which with a decreased uh, bicarb. So the cause for this can be renal failure, lactic acidosis, and ketoacidosis, like you would see in DKA. So DKA is a prime example of metabolic acidosis. And finally, you're going to have metabolic alkalosis. This is an increased pH with an increased HCO3. The cause of this could be volume depletion, vomiting, or um, gastric suctioning. You know, if you do that too much, you could decrease the amount of um, acid in your system, as I like to think about it, and then diarrhea. So all these, you can kind of piece together what you would do for treatment for each of these. I'm not going to go into specifics, but you basically do the opposite of what's causing the imbalance. Um, so this was just a quick and dirty ABG interpretation. I hope everyone got something out of this, uh, at least an introduction to what ABGs are. Uh, the, really the only good way of getting better at these is just doing problems on your own. I know it took me a while in nursing school to really hammer these down, but after doing hundreds, if not thousands of them in, um, uh, my career, I feel like I have a really good grasp and I can just glance at the ABG and tell if it's respiratory acidosis metabolic alkalosis you know you'll get to that point so don't be deterred if you're still kind of confused on things this is just an introduction this is by no means an advanced course into abg interpretation it's just dipping your foot into the water so i hope this helped people let me know if y'all have any questions and thanks for listening i'll talk to y'all later bye